0: Welcome to another episode of Two Guys and a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. And I'm not speaking to you. (laughs) This is going to be a short episode, isn't it? (laughs) Oh man, I am, you know, I actually texted Craig earlier this week and asked uh, if he had seen the movie and he said not yet and I said I figured as much because I hadn't gotten a text from him yet that said I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) You were right Yeah I'd been threatening to do a trauma movie here For quite some time And Craig had never really seen a trauma movie We did Death by Temptation uh, A few weeks ago and that was produced by Trauma, but it wasn't really what I would call a Trauma movie because it was just the financing uh, that they helped out with. They didn't really have anything to do with the production, uh, and um, they released the movie. So uh, this movie that we're doing right now was my choice. It is two thousand six. Poultrygeist: Night of the Chicken Dead. If you can't tell from the title, what kind of movie this is, <laughs> or if you don't know Trauma, um, you might be a little surprised. So I'm going to go into my little rant here, uh, my little spiel here about Trauma. Trauma is a. If if you haven't ever heard of Trauma, um, Trauma is a independent movie studio that started back in the uh, late '70s uh, by two guys named Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz. And they went on to become responsible for at least a couple of the more iconic characters that we have. Um, Most notably, I think everybody probably knows the Toxic Avenger. Uh, The Toxic Avenger was one of their breakout success movies. It's kind of a superhero movie about a nerd who falls into a vat of toxic waste and becomes this, yeah, this mop-wielding superhero. And it was even made into a cartoon back in the 80s or early 90s, I guess. So uh, a lot of people have heard of the Toxic Avenger, maybe through the cartoon or just from pop culture, but have maybe never even seen the movie. (laughs) This movie studio, um, it is as punk. It's as punk as film really gets. I would have to say. Lloyd Kaufman is pretty much the spokesperson for this this whole thing. He's directed almost most of the trauma, you know, produced films and he has a real sensibility about him to just make movies that are entertaining, movies that are never boring, uh, and most of them are built around... Exploitation is is putting it mildly. It's basically shock and fun and tons of comedy uh, mixed in with whatever genre he's doing, whether it be a war movie, whether it be a horror movie like we're talking about today. Uh, Whenever you see a trauma movie, you're going to see Extreme, You're going to see extreme everything, but I would say, from my point of view, it's always a lot of fun, and it's always tongue-in-cheek, and it's super campy, but it's campy in a way that just really works for me. Troma's got a lot of fans around the world, but I have this feeling that Craig's not going to be one of them. No,
1: probably not.
0: (laughs) All right, before I turn the mic over to you, I just have to say, I have to put this out there. Um, I saw my first trauma movie when I was maybe 10 or 11 years old. Um, my dad rented The Toxic Avenger for me, and we both watched it together. And I don't know who was more horrified by that movie, <laughs> my dad or me. I'd never seen anything quite like it. It is a super campy, but it's also really gory. And it was kind of a horror comedy before we had... A lot of horror comedy and the kind of horror comedy that it is uh, is a little different from the kind of horror comedy that i think we're used to where we're cracking jokes and we're making fun of the genre this really just mixes in a lot of dumb juvenile humor with extreme gore and violence and uh, that's it's so funny to imagine that there's a Saturday morning cartoon that came out of that movie, but as a kid, it freaked me out. Uh, the movie freaked me out. It really stuck with me, and it wasn't until later when I got to be a teenager and I got a little more interested in film and I started to seek out other, others of Troma's films, I started to really get a sense of their sensibility. And like I said, it's punk. It's total punk these guys have been thumbing their nose at the establishment making these movies regardless get a huge cult following most of their movies um are produced for like a half a million dollars and uh not all of them are successful not all of them make their money back in fact most of them don't but they still manage to have this cult following around the world so to the point where people will work on their movies for free and that's the only way they can get them done so cheaply is so much volunteer slave labor on these things they're they're truly labors of love no matter what you may think of them so Craig what did you think of them?
1: Okay, so if I were a straight white 13 year old boy having a sleepover with my buddies and we were like maybe sneaking a couple beers out of our parents fridge or something (laughs) this movie would be awesome Um, (laughs) because every line is a dick joke or a poop joke or a uh, i don't know and there's like boobies bouncing around and you, that you, great okay <laughs> see like <laughs> here's the thing i don't know how to approach this because i really didn't care for it but i get what they were going for and i feel like they totally accomplished what they were going for so how can you really be critical when they succeeded in what they were going for I mean it it's meant to be raunchy it's meant to be stupid it's meant to be it's not meant to be taken seriously and so I get it I get what they were going for it's just it's so it's so stupid <laughs> like, <laughs> like I could like I could just feel my brain cells jumping ship like
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting way like, of putting if,
1: it. If if I were a recreational drug user, like maybe this would be a lot of fun. I don't know, but uh, I don't know, Todd. Wow. <laughs> like, I, I'm kind of at a loss for what to say. This is so
0: funny. I feel like I finally broke you. Because <laughs> you and I are usually on the different sides of this, you know. You're usually the guy who says, oh, "I love the raunchy stuff." I, you know, I, I, I'm a kid at heart, and the juvenile humor doesn't bother you as much as it seems to bother me. So I don't know. I just have this big space in my heart for this kind of movie when it's done right, and I just think it's really funny that you you dislike it so badly. <laughs> oh gosh,
1: I don't know. Ugh, I don't want to like I don't want to be a stick in the mud I don't want to make it seem like I'm you know some kind of pretentious ass who can't appreciate <laughs> a good dick joke what like you- I like a good dick joke as much as anybody else that's great but when it's an hour and 45 minutes long and ev- like literally literally every single line is some kind of... Dick joke or or racist? Uh, ra- yeah, homophobic. racist, uh, homophobic, uh, and I, and I'm not <laughs> seriously. I'm I'm not. I I really am not sensitive about those kinds of things. Like when it's in good fun, which this is. I you know I think it's in good fun. I don't think that these. People are, you know, legitimately. It, yeah, they are trying to be insulting in a in a certain way, I guess, but, but not in a mean-spirited way.
0: Not it's in a mean-spirited like a way. That's South right. Park kind of way, right? I mean, right. Like we poke fun at everybody, sort of thing.
1: But like times a hundred.
0: Like, yeah. yeah. I don't
1: know. I just and and I like I'm I'm trying to take notes over this movie and I'm like what am I supposed to write down like when when every single line is a joke like I can't keep track of all that like I don't even know I don't, I don't even know what to single out like oh and then there was this funny part no it's not like oh and then there was this funny part it's like the whole movie is a gag like the whole movie is a gag and it's fine like honestly like i should probably save this to the end like this this feels like a wrap it up kind of Comment. statement but and i've said this before if you're a fan of ours and you've listened to our especially our older episodes you've heard me say this before if i were having a halloween party <laughs> and i had a tv set up in every room this would be a great movie to have on in the background because it's so ludicrous. And you could watch a minute of it and laugh. <laughs> 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 or you could see what was going on on screen and be like, wow, that's crazy and ridiculous, and that's fun. But to sit down and watch it for an hour and forty three minutes or however long it was, it, it was a little much for me. And, you know, I'm, I am told <laughs> I told my partner, I'm like, uh, I have to go watch a movie about zombie chickens now. And he was like, okay, whatever. And then I was watching it, and he was walking, you know, back and forth through oh, the no. living room where I was watching it. And, like, he would just see the things on the screen, and he would be like, oh, my God. God, what are you watching?
0: He wasn't compelled to sit down and stay. <laughs> no!
1: And and this morning when I was getting ready to do it, he's like, are you excited to talk about your zombie chicken movie? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, well, make sure that you talk about the butthole shooting out the poop part. And I was <laughs> like, oh, you mean that one part? No, like that happens like 14 times. It's yeah. not like that's just <laughs> one time. Like that is a major motif in this movie. It is. It is a it close-up is. of a butthole shooting out diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> and, and and like of the hour and 43 minutes that this is that probably takes up a good 10 minutes of it like,
0: <laughs> that's probably <sighs> true there's a lot of fluid happening in this movie i you know i think the very first time i saw this i uh i do remember it feeling awfully long uh, and I don't know this time around if I was just in the right mood, or if because I knew the general story arc, and I knew what was coming more or less. I mean, I only saw it once before. It's not like I've come to this movie again and again. Right. Um, but I remembered it, it It just seemed like the quintessential trauma film for us to do because it, it kind of uh, is 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 distilled, purely unadulterated trauma stuff. And you're right, it's a gag a minute. Not Most of their movies aren't like this. I would say their later movies have become like this. And I think it's because they're competing against a society that's really crept up and and done what they were doing much better than they ever did it. And so they've just got to go ultra-extreme in order to compete anymore. If you look at South Park, for example, and, and yeah. there's actually a big trauma connection between uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, and they, they were big fans of trauma, and they approached Lloyd Kaufman uh, to help them with uh, fund one of their very first films before they were doing South Park, uh, called Cannibal the Musical, uh, which is a fine little movie, and it's a trauma, f- trauma movie. Lloyd Kaufman didn't direct it, but it's uh, very much a precursor to what South Park would eventually become in their irreverence and their kind of humor, their tongue-in-cheek nature. But they kind of took what Troma used to do and did it considerably better, a little more sophisticated, if that can be called. I don't really consider South Park sophisticated, but it's it's got its own sophistication, you know?
1: Yeah, it's a little smarter. It's a, smarter. Little, more, it's a little more on the pulse of contemporary pop culture and stuff. Yeah. Seriously, like, I get what they were going for. And I'm not going to say that it wasn't funny. Like, it was funny. It was funny. But, like, I teach high school. And (laughs) I I hear this stuff, you know, in the hallways. And and when kids think I'm not listening. And it just strikes me as juvenile. And, like, you mentioned... uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, or am I mixing up their last names? I yeah, don't know. you got it. They were supposed to be in this movie. The main character, Arby, um, talks about, and excuse me, like I am a public school teacher, I don't use these words, but they were supposed to play his retard parents. It's you ditching me for college.
0: I'm not ditching you, Arby. And I think you should come with me. There's
1: still time to apply. Wendy, my mom's a retard and my dad's blind. I mean, how am I supposed to take care of them if I'm off somewhere getting smart? And uh, (laughs) it just didn't work out, like, for whatever reason. So I I know that they're fans, and, you know, they're smart guys. You know, they're Oscar-nominated guys, and they know what they're doing. And so the fact that they draw inspiration from this type of thing, I get it. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... Uh it's just, it was just a little much for me. It was just a little much for me. It's
0: overload. It really is overload. You gotta know what you're getting into with this movie and I told you not to read anything about it. I, I didn't didn't want you to know what you were getting into. That's that's my fault. But um we really shouldn't go beat by beat through this movie. I I don't think. It's like I don't you think said, you can. You can't. Yeah. There's too much. There's too much going on. So let me just give a quick overview of what the plot is. And then we can kind of talk about some different points and, and pick out the things that, you know, we do like. I mean, there's got to be something you liked about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. There, okay. there are some things. So uh, basically it starts out. There's an ancient Indian burial, burial ground uh, in Tromaville, which most of their movies take place in Tromaville. And there's a guy and a girl in there. A guy's name is Arby. And the girl's name is Wendy. Later on, we're going to get a manager named Danny, a dude named Paco Bell, a guy named Carl Jr. This is the level of humor we're dealing with, right? Because all right. this takes place about a fast food restaurant that gets right. built upon this ancient Indian burial ground. So it's clear that they're poking fun. And they do do a lot of poking fun at different horror movie tropes throughout the movie. But definitely not in a sophisticated way. It's very much uh, in a punch in your in your face, you know, kind of way. They're dry humping. <laughs> <laughs> in the yeah. cemetery. Okay. This Actually, scene we got to talk about. This is this is yeah, I like this scene.
1: I would say that this was my favorite scene of the movie, and it did a good job of setting up for what was to come. Um, but I could have just seen this scene and been done and that would have been okay <laughs> but no I did like this scene So, but I would much prefer to hear you talk about it <laughs> oh my gosh
0: <laughs> uh, alright so uh, anyway Arby and Wendy are recent graduates from high school and they're making out and uh, he says a line I think was hilarious Is this some-
1: gosh Arby you're the best dry humber in school oh, thanks Wendy that's what the guys on the basketball team say <coughs>
0: Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> anyway, she ends up taking off her shirt, and they're going to go all the way. So they're, they're banging there in the cemetery. And at the same time, all of these zombie arms start popping out of the ground and start clawing at them. But they don't notice. The gag is, oh, Arby, your hands, it feels like they're everywhere kind of situation. Mm-hmm. One of the zombie hands... <laughs> pokes a finger right up his butt and uh, it it breaks off in (laughs) his butt. And... (laughs) but they're interrupted this whole scene is interrupted by a guy with an axe and i think all the zombie arms retreat into the ground at just that moment and this guy with the axe comes against them and she screams oh you're thinking he's coming to murder them and she's like what's that in his hand he says you you mean the axe and she says no the other hand and he's jerking off with his other hand he's and in the movie you know you'll see male anatomy or representations of male anatomy quite liberally through this movie as well as female anatomy and uh, they run off basically and the next scene that we get is of the american chicken bunker restaurant on the site of this ancient burial ground and there's a big group of protesters out there protesting uh, corporate america in general i guess in their small town this chicken chain came in and they're afraid Mm -hmm. it's going to push out mom and pop it's kind of like the walmart protest thing and you know that's sort of the thin thread of social commentary that this movie is built on is this anti-corporate conglomerate message and he comes back and uh, to that site, and I don't know why he thinks he's coming back to the, why he's coming back to the site. He wants to revisit the memory or something, but he's surprised to find that there's a chicken shack there, uh, and uh, he sees his girlfriend is in the protesting group, but she's making out with another girl, uh, and that shocks him. And it turns out that she's a member of Clam, the college les <laughs> the college lesbians against mega conglomerations, uh, <laughs> and he gets so upset by this uh, that he. Goes into song, and so this is a musical as well. I, I you probably weren't expecting that either. That was the only thing actually that
1: I did know, because the only thing that I did like. Usually, when I'm preparing to take my notes, I go to the IMDb page, and I write down the title, and I look to see what year it came out, and I look to see what it was rated and how long it is, because I want to know <laughs> what I'm in for. Um, but right there underneath uh, all that is always the you know what genre it is, and it said, Comedy Horror Musical, and I was like... Really, musical (laughs) and uh, and it is you know there are several uh, songs. I'm uh, surprise. I'm a big fan of musicals, Um, (laughs) but uh, and the song like they're they're bad like they're badly written, but it's funny like it's it's a funny kind of take on a movie musical. The lyrics are so silly and stupid and. And raunchy and and dumb, but fun. I actually enjoyed the musical numbers. I have to say,
0: yeah, me too. You, they do feel like they were written by like twelve-year-old boys, though. Right. The words. Now, I think the music itself could have actually been pretty good if it if it hadn't all been put together with you know a synthesizer and a computer more or less. Right. The sound quality of it all is kind of. It's just a poor mix. It's 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 poor orchestration and all that, but but. Oh, the the songs are pretty solid for what they are, right?
1: Well, and and that's the thing. Like I, the lyrics, you, though they are dumb, they are funny, and I think that the the fact that they are set to music, because it's 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 very much in keeping with the rest of the movie. Like the the lyrics are are what you would expect to hear in any of the dialogue um but because it's set to music it just ups the camp when i rolled out of bed today little did i know wendy was gay she dumped me for some hippie oh, oh, with harry pitts and a studded nose she eats a snatch just like a pro in a jenna jameson like dyke porno so none of them are amazing singers or anything. Like they're fine; yeah. they can carry a tune. It's fine, um, but like they're like production numbers, like song and dance. Like yeah. and so, <laughs> you've you've got topless lesbians doing kick lines and you, like all <laughs> like all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff. Um, and and that was funny. I. Yeah, I, 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 I seriously, I'm sitting here feeling bad about being too critical of it because, honest to God, like they they knew what they were doing. They mm. this is the type of movie they were trying to make,
0: and they do it very competently. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah.
1: just because I didn't care for it doesn't that doesn't amount to much, you know. If, if this is the kind of movie you're looking for, then man you're going to get your money's worth. (laughs) You
0: know, that struck me more than anything else this time around watching it, is I was kind of in awe at the whole thing. And I know a little bit about the production history. And this movie was a bitch to make. This script had been around for years, and they were should be rewritten by several trauma employees. The final version of it, I think, ended up getting written by the guy who was a longtime trauma editor uh, who edited this film. Lloyd Kaufman directed it, and they actually had a really hard time raising money for it, as they often do. Kaufman and Hertz both pitched in their own money, as well as um, dipped into some retirement savings in order to fund the movie, and sent out a call, and people from all over the world, quite honestly, like over 300 cast and crew members descended upon this place where they shot it, and all of them worked for free. I mean most everybody on this movie worked for free but the conditions were horrible because you know the they're they're cheap you know they're they're yeah. cheap and everybody had to know what they were getting into I think they rented out they used they shot all this at an old abandoned uh, McDonald's somewhere yeah. near New Jersey uh or New York's New York upstate and then uh, nearby there was an abandoned church that they rented out and there were 70 people staying in this abandoned church while they were shooting this movie, and it only had one working bathroom, and you know people were dropping out left and right, but you know there's a hard enough core group of people who wanted to do, to be a part of a trauma film that they stuck through it and did this. So, you know, and and I
1: I respect that. You know, like that's cool when people get together and have a, a common vision, and and you know they want to get something done, and they're willing to put in the work for, you know peanuts or whatever like that's cool so i i have a lot of respect for the people who were involved um and i can only imagine that this was really super fun to work on i mean not fun to be living with 70 other people in an abandoned church with only one bathroom but um to you know to be putting something together and and just having a good time like that's 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 awesome
0: yeah, so and, cool. And, and coming around to my point, you know, it doesn't look like a movie done by a whole bunch of volunteers on an absolutely shoestring budget. Um, the effects in there, more or less, are quite good and abundant. All practical. It's shot on film. I thought actually the acting. I mean, it, they're all hamming it up. They're all yeah, pretty purposely yeah. hamming it up. But but that can also f- flop. Not everybody can ham it up well and i felt like more or less everybody was doing a quite a damn good job like i felt like you could probably take any one of these actors in this movie and maybe put them in a legit film and they would be able to hold their own Um, oh yeah yeah i agree and another thing that i appreciated about it
1: was that um you know they they're they're making they're indiscriminate about who they're making fun of you know they're making fun of kids they're making fun of gays they're making fun of black people they're making fun of uh Islam. people with disab- yeah Islam they're making fun of people with disabilities but they have a diverse cast and yeah it, it it seems like everybody's in on the joke and it's just in in good humor you know it, it's 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 not mean-spirited, like, I I didn't count or anything, but I specifically remember, you know, that there's, there's one cast member who is clearly, really has a physical disability and is in a wheelchair, and, like, they're, they, they just pop up in and out, and, and despite the fact that the movie is, is, throwing around the word retard and and talking about, you know, people with disabilities and stuff. I didn't get the sense that they were legitimately being disrespectful. I just thought that they were playing with these, uh, gosh, I don't know.
0: You you know, they they were trying to be... Subversive. Subversive comedy. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's what it is. You know, like we, you know, the court jester is the only one who can get away with, you know, making fun of the king. You know, comedy has always kind of been in that realm, and that's why we can um, kind of um, forgive. We're, we used to be able to. Let me put it that way. It seems like yeah. recently we're having a really hard time with this. Yeah. And and I don't want to go off on another tangent, so I might just end up editing this out later. But, you know, that's I don't okay. know if you've ever seen uh, Comedians and Cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld on... Um, on netflix but you know he he talks with different comedians of different eras and that seems to be this common thing that keeps popping up it's about how it seems like comedians can't even do their jobs anymore because this subversive comedy just get completely gets taken seriously and uh comedians can't explore dangerous territory because then they get raked over the coals and you know kicked off of projects and whatever you know they're sort of their lives ruined by the social media mob you know somebody was offended by something and now i know don't get me wrong i mean i think i'm not one of these guys that says pc culture is terrible because I, right. there's, a, there's a reason for it you know we don't right. want to make fun of people and stuff but there's a certain point where it feels like the pendulum has swung just a little too far and um we've lost a little bit of what we were able to give to you know i
1: yeah accept. You i i I totally know what you're saying, and it is kind of a tangent, but I think that it's worth talking about. And I think that a lot of that comes from the fact that everything is filmed today. Yeah. Like, you're on camera all the time, and it's very easy to take things that you see in a video clip out of context. Mm. Um, and comedians, it's it's kind of their job to make fun of people and and to make fun of themselves too and um and I get it you know there are just jerky people who are legitimately nasty and mean but then there are also people who are just trying it's kind of the difference between laughing at somebody and laughing with somebody, and yeah. and this movie, you know, it it didn't seem it it didn't at all seem mean spirited to me, um, even though you know the language is coarse and um, it describes or, or excuse me, it portrays some people in negative light, but it, it's just for comedy, you know, like we know that not all lesbians are militant, you know, yep. protesters or whatever. Like, mm. we know this. We're, we're not stupid, but it's a stereotype, and it's kind of funny to exploit, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? Like, <laughs> and, and, in the, and in the way that they do it, you know? Like, the, that group clam or whatever. Like, it's, it's so silly. It's so silly, but it's funny. And it, then... And then you know, so you've got a group of militant lesbians. Have them all take their tops off and do a, a dance number,
0: number. <laughs> rubbing up against each other, making out like probably like, no lesbians ever. But- <laughs> right? It's not real. <laughs>
1: like, oh, now I get what you're saying, and and I, I wasn't I aff- I wasn't offended. They're making gay jokes and and g- the, one of the jokes okay so eventually what happens in this movie is because they built this chicken shack on uh, an ancient indian burial ground um they <laughs> the gay mexican uh cook uh ends up jerking off into <laughs> the f- food grinder and then he gets uh, into turned it. into like a sloppy joe which they call a sloppy jose
0: <laughs> which
1: is which is also his name he's jose paco bell or whatever yeah. his name is um, and, <laughs> and then he comes back as a sandwich as one of those sloppy joes and he talks to um, Arby.
0: Who has, Arby has gotten a job here to spite his, uh, his former girlfriend. Uh, right, who's a militant lesbian now.
1: Mm. Now there is some bad shit head of your way, honey. Oh my god, what? By building an ACB on sacred ground, the General united two of the most disenfranchised races on the planet. Displaced Native Americans and the billions of chickens sent to the concentration coupes. There hasn't been such a lethal combination of chicken and Indians since tandoori was introduced to the American people. If you fail, the virus will spread. And those of you aren't infected will be relocated to free-range white meat reservation (laughs) coops. And so eventually, there are zombie chicken eggs that start to hatch. And, like, there's all this craziness that goes on. But things like Denny, who is the manager, is black. And he... Real, he 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 speaks in kind of that really super super stereotypical like plantation kind of accent, mm-hmm. um, and and then when he dies and comes back as a chicken, a zombie, zombie yeah, as a, as a zombie chicken, one of the girls is like oh, no, he's come back as a spicy Cajun chicken zombie. A <laughs> <laughs> blackened chicken. A spicy chicken. blackened... <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And it's so, it's so not PC. But that's clearly what they were going for, and it's funny. I mean, if you have an open mind and a sense of humor, and if you are not a racist, it's funny.
0: <laughs> so anyway yeah so you're right and so he, everybody's kind of eating this food which is clearly disgusting um they're putting together this meal for this really uh, really rather large man and i have to talk about this guy his his real name is joel Fleischaker, and i think this was the last movie that he was in but he is kind of an in joke with trauma films as well if you go to his imdb page you'll see he is an actor but he has only been in trauma movies uh, and lloyd kaufman casts him as the big morbidly obese guy this guy uh, in all of the movies, and this guy bless his heart, has no problem playing this role and being made fun of in all of these movies, and uh, has become pretty in- an endearing character uh, person to a lot of trauma fans he 's had a lot of fans over the years. he has one of the more disgusting scenes in this movie where <laughs> he he eats one of these eggs, goes into the bathroom. Brings his food into the bathroom with him, uh, while his stomach uh, is upset, and uh, proceeds to basically shit a lot. <laughs> that's putting oh, it mildly. It's so gross, like <laughs> and like like there. We get
1: camera angles from inside, inside the, the toilet, toilet yeah. and it's just this big, gross poopy butt crack like (laughs)
0: uh, like i don't really need to see that falls forward and it's like spraying out his butt all across the walls and stuff and and i mean he's naked i mean they don't use clever camera angles to conceal anything in here if anything they're just shoving the camera right where you don't want it to go and arby goes at one point into the basement and has an encounter with a mysterious man who looks exactly like Arby, except he's older. And this is right. Lloyd Kaufman, actually doing a cameo. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. oh, is it? Oh, that's director. funny.
1: I didn't know it.
0: Yeah, and that's he, funny. He's so goofy, and it's it's funny. One of the I, I think one of the gags that really works in this movie is Arby is so stupid, like everything yeah. just goes right over his head. And basically, he starts telling Arby his own story, and it absolutely mirrors Arby's story. He is Arby of the future.
1: You look young. I was young once, full of hopes and dreams, until, until. Hey, who's telling this story, Schmuck? I was gonna go to college, get a degree, but mom, mom was a retard, and dad got blind and had to support him. So I took this shitty job at American Chicken Bunker and been here ever since. Huh? But I don't mind. Another 13 years and I'll have enough money to be reunited with my best girl at college, Wendy. I had a girlfriend named Wendy, but now she's a lesbian, aren't they all?
0: You think he's maybe like a ghost or a spirit, at least that's sort of how it's presented, like Arby's getting this vision of how he could be if he keeps working at the chicken shack. There's even a musical number about it.
1: Which I really liked. (laughs) It's funny. I didn't. I didn't know that this guy was the director. I just thought that he was the best actor in the movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but no, yeah, I liked. I, I liked that that scene. And it's funny. Like everything. Again, we are just you know skimming the very top of this because um, there's so much that goes on. Like Arby is his job is he's the counter girl. <laughs> so <laughs> he wears a So he has to wear a skirt and like stockings. And like when he and his older self are doing this number together, like this song and dance number, like they keep flipping up the backs of their skirts to <laughs> reveal that they're wearing thongs. <laughs> so, <laughs> like it's just their butts and thongs. And, oh, it, it, it was a, it was a funny
0: song. Like the, Oh gosh, it's it's funny. It's so yeah. silly. And and um, if you're looking in the background throughout the whole thing, especially down here in the basement, like for example, there are all these boxes stacked up. And if you're really looking carefully, you see all these funny labels on the boxes, like like uh, chicken parts or uh, beaks and wings or Vietnamese children or German style Luftwaffles. Uh, just all <laughs> these. It's like Mad Magazine. Yeah, yeah. The movie's kind of like a, a an over the top mad magazine in a way. That's a
1: good comparison. And I loved that magazine when I was an adolescent. So really, maybe I would have liked this movie in those days too. Yeah. I'm just far too ma- <laughs> I'm far too, too mature. mature for it now. <laughs> I'm far too <laughs> Listen to you <laughs> I'm way suddenly too sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna i I've got this on record that you said this and I'm gonna be playing this back in a future podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just so
0: you know. Basically what ends up happening is other people start eating this tainted chicken. The <laughs> the guy named Carl Jr. Uh he gets Oh, geez, I don't even remember how it goes down, but this woman this poor woman, um, whose name is Hummus. Hummus They keep calling her Hamas. She's the Muslim joke uh, of the movie and this was not long after 9-11 right this would have been 2006 Uh, so they had to poke kind of fun at that as well she gets blamed for everything that happens because she happens to be there when right. people are dying. So she's blamed for the Mexican, but then they're going to cover it up anyway. And then she's blamed for this this, this car. Carl. I don't remember exactly what happens to Carl, but he's feeling ill. Yeah, get your get your bleep button ready. Oh, he, that's
1: right. He f***s <laughs> a zombie chicken. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And it, like, clamps down on his wiener. And, and becomes so, a monster. Like, yeah. he, he runs out into the kitchen and is like, get it off, get it off. And hummus <laughs> on, <laughs> uh, like tries to use a, a mop a mop handle to like smack it off but it doesn't work and uh, so the guy turns around and bends over it's like do something so she takes the mop handle and shoves it all the way through his butt out through apparently his wiener and which it pops goes- their chicken off so it, it comes all the way out, so it looks like a big wooden wiener sticking out of the front. And I thought he was dead for a while, but he's not. Um, and, and like, it's just the little things. Like, he, I thought he was dead, and then he's not, and he wakes up, and he says something like, Look at the size of my woodcock, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it shows that the tip of his penis is, like, still on the yeah is on the tip of the handle and then later he comes back as a zombie chicken and he's walking around with that giant
0: woodcock <laughs> <laughs> and it and it gets stuck in a piece of equipment so he can't get down the hallway that's what <laughs> saves the rest of him <laughs> it's <come. laughs> oh it's so oh, silly it is silly oh anyway when he's coming out i think he sprays a whole bunch of goop all over you know blood again Whatever disgusting stuff is always spraying over everything. It sprays all over the chicken and taints it. Uh, in the meantime, the restaurant gets visited by the colonel. So there's a colonel type character who found. Well, the it's restaurant. the
1: general. The he's general, the colonel. He's the That's general. Right. Right. He's right. the general. And he has a whole song and dance number, and it's kind of funny. And it's about like that. He's singing with the the militant lesbians, and they're singing about you know like corporate america and how it's destroying the mom and pop shop shops and stuff and um but the the funny thing you know he gets he gets in there and like these deaths are happening all around and he just keeps wanting to like keep them quiet because it's the grand opening and there are these protests going on and so there are reporters all around so he just wants to keep everything hush hush eventually you know after Uh, the wiener spray gets all over the chicken. His big idea is to just take all these buckets of chicken out there and give them to the protesters and the reporters, and so they'll get hooked on them, which works. But, like, the chicken, once it's been contaminated, is just disgusting. Like, it's covered in, like, this green slime, and, like, it's got these boiling pustules that are, like, hopping and, like, squirting juice out and stuff. The people are eating the chicken, and somebody's like, Hey, General, what are these tiny little bumps all over my chicken? Um, those? Um, those are uh, our new Flavor Pods. Ooh, Flavor Pods! (laughs) I had difficulty watching this movie because there were several times when I literally thought I might throw up. Like, oh really
0: <laughs> oh
1: yeah like when they were imagine. eating when they were eating this stuff and it was so gross i can watch freddie krueger disembowel somebody and have no problem but watching these people eating this disgusting food uh i almost couldn't handle it
0: <laughs> what is uh he feeds some to uh, wendy's wendy's friend uh what was her name? Mickey, M- Mickey
1: the lesbian. But she's not she's not really a lesbian. It was a trick all along. She was yep. in it with the general yep. to just bring Publicity to their grand opening or whatever—that's the big twist.
0: Yeah, and then pretty soon, basically, the whole everybody's infected, and so then we just get this back-to-back big gory mess. This was just a major practical effects extravaganza with all these sight gags and all of these um, creative ways in which these zombie chickens were. Uh, these people who had turned into zombie chickens were taking at taking each other out i mean there's so much stuff but like a guy like suddenly grows breasts all of a sudden and when they take a off That was my they're- favorite one there are two eggs <laughs> and these two little chicks pop out of the eggs and a zombie chicken starts feeding the chicks <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh there was all kinds of stuff that, uh, like uh, an old lady zombie chicken and like seriously like these are just people in moderately good makeup beaks and feathers like they're Mm -hmm. half zombie half chicken like this this old lady who we've seen from the beginning but now she's a zombie chicken she (laughs) peels this guy's face off and then she sits down across from her husband and she says i know it's full of fat but i just love
0: the skin
1: (laughs) (laughs) and she starts eating his face (laughs)
0: <laughs> that honestly is the part that almost made me want to vomit. <laughs> it's the little things,
1: and just like silly things, like some of the people, most of the people have turned into zombie chickens, but some of them haven't, and so the zombie chickens are are like chasing and killing the ones who aren't, and then like there's one point where this male zombie chicken is chasing one of the lesbians and uh, she happens to be a very buxom lesbian and she gets up and on the table and like her boobies are shaken and she notices that like he's enthralled by that or something so she just takes off
0: her shirt and just like starts Starts just shaking her boobs (laughs) and he starts (laughs) dancing too and then we just cut away I was like wow she figured out how to get away from this it was so weird (laughs) <laughs> There's no shortage of boobs in this movie.
1: No, all kinds of things going on. the The employees turn into the zombie chickens. Um, you've got the cage, the blackened Cajun chicken guy, and then the general turns into like this great big. Like first he turns into a great big giant egg, and then he hatches out, and he's this great big zombie chicken. And so they're fighting all these folks, and uh, eventually they. Carl, with the mop penis, he attacks, but they get him down, and, uh, Arby's like, I know somewhere deep within the bowels of this creature you become lives the soul of the beautiful, racist, animal, f***ing, inbred trailer trash I know and loved. So please tell us, how do we stop them? Whiskey. Carl, I need you to focus. First tell me how to kill them, and then I'll give you a drink. Alcohol, R.B., alcohol. Fine, be an asshole. And so the gag is that Alcohol is their weakness because alcohol is the weakness of Native Americans. <laughs> like oh my gosh, it's, it's so point, wrong. It's it is it's so wrong. At some point, <laughs> Arby <laughs> Arby doesn't get it because he's so daft. But and then some more things happen, and like eventually, Arby and Wendy, yeah, get cornered. They get cornered by a keg, and Wendy's like, "Look, Arby, beer," and he's like. Now is not the time. (laughs) And then he goes into this whole monologue where he reflects back on hearing all of these things. And it culminates in him saying, um, oh, yeah, everyone knows Native Americans are fucking drunks. (laughs) 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 And then then when it cuts back from his monologue, she has already tapped the keg and killed all the zombies or like the ones that were attacking them. So alcohol is their weakness because oh. they're Native Americans. Oh, and yeah, gosh. again, it is so bad. And and there, there's even a joke where, like, yeah, obviously that's their biggest weakness. I mean, unless we have some smallpox around. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's horrible. It is horrible. But then he does, you know, he turns to the camera and he says something very PC.
1: I mean... As soon as the Indians were tricked into becoming addicted to the white man's fermented beverages, it spelled disaster for these proud proud people.
0: Anyway, then some random woman runs in and says, "Oh, my little girl has gone. Will help me save her." And they're like, "We have to save the little girl, the little crippled girl." And the guy Arby says, "Oh, she's crippled too." And the woman says, "If that'll help, <laughs> and so they end up um in the basement of the back in the basement of the chicken hatch and it's like an alien knockoff like they're down there and suddenly there are all these chicken eggs and it's all spooky and they find the little girl down there and they're confronted by the giant chicken again and the giant chicken's coming towards them there's another song number and dance number and just as he's about ready to strike he starts farting and all making all these strange noises, and he explodes. And it turns out that he couldn't handle Mexican food.
1: (laughs) Right, because he ate the Mexican guy. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: So so bad. So, um, yeah, so they're all dead. There's a big song and dance number. Paco Bell has saved the day.
1: The only thing, I, I, I feel like we can't, before all this happens, Mickey, the faux lesbian she thinks she's going to escape by putting on the chicken mascot suit and she goes out and we don't really know what's happened to her and then she comes back and she's in the chicken suit but then when wendy takes the chicken suit off of her she's a chicken zombie and then she tries to bang uh wendy with (laughs) a chicken wiener (laughs) (laughs) Like, <laughs> like she, like she unzips her pants and pulls like this chick. Like, it's like a a huge wiener with a chicken head. At first, Arby thinks that like they're just getting it on, and he's all mad about it. But then he comes back and uh, <laughs> he sees what's going on, and <laughs> he grabs the chicken winger, the chicken wen- <laughs> the chicken penis, and he's like. <laughs> I get you off. Oh, yeah, I will get you off. Oh, oh, I'll beat you oh, Yeah, I'm gonna be beat oh, you yeah, oh, up. I will choke the chicken. I will choke the chicken. Uh, and eventually, the chicken, like, I'll just say, vomits on him. But uh, at least it's clever, you know. That was that was clever. I, I enjoyed the chicken wiener part. Yeah, All right, sorry.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Once he's he's done, he just stands up, forgets about his girlfriend, says, "Well, I guess my work here is done." (laughs) (laughs) All All right. right. Okay. So right back to the so the guy
1: explodes and then they they get away.
0: Yep, yeah, and uh, the next scene we see is of Arby in the car and his girlfriend is driving, Wendy, and uh, the little girl is between them and they're, it's it's blue outside and they're, they're talking about what their happy life is going to be. And oh, he gives but the-, the, the reason... Wait, hold on. The reason that they got away is
1: because Hummus decided that she was going to sacrifice herself to get rid of all the zombies and it turns out she's actually like a white... Playboy model (laughs) in a bikini with a bomb strapped to her back. And so when Arby and Wendy and the little girl run out, the the whole place explodes and Hummus uh, has sacrificed herself. But the chicken zombies are dead and it's all good. And so then they're in the car and they're driving.
0: He gives the girl a beer to calm her down. (laughs) And uh, as she's drinking the beer, she starts making all these noises and uh, she vomits up an egg. And they're like oh no and they veer their car off and this last scene is a big fat joke it's a joke um, if you've ever seen any trauma movie that was made since sergeant kabuki man nypd which by the way is one of my favorite trauma movies and it's also probably the closest thing to a mainstream acceptable movie that they've made anyway they shot this um the stunt for this movie of a car that totally flies up in the air and flips over and then explodes and that was a really expensive stunt for them and so the movie that they did later they just reused that footage they worked it in and as a kind of in joke ever since then they have tried to work this footage into all of their subsequent movies even when they're not even driving the same actually they're usually never driving the same car but it's a huge joke and that's how they end this movie which is pretty funny if you follow trauma that they would actually end the movie with that that stock footage.
1: It's funny because I I didn't know that, but I assumed that that was the case. I assumed mm. that they just pulled this footage from a different movie. Because yeah, you could they, tell. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look anything like the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So it flips over and explodes, and, and everybody's dead. dead. Too. Yeah, <laughs> the end.
1: And then there's a, then there's a fun poultrygeist song with a little bit of Michael Jackson thriller choreography.
0: Yeah, uh, what a movie, huh? Yeah.
1: I, I don't know, I mean again, every time we watch one of these bad movies, it's always so much more fun to talk to you about it than it is actually <laughs> to watch it, but I don't know, you know it's it's an oddity, you know and and maybe not really in the world of trauma, but this is the only one that I've seen, so um, it was an oddity for me, and uh it's just one of those things like I, I I'm glad I saw it because
0: you're a completist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can I mean, I now I can say I've seen one and I I'm not dying to now go out and, you know, review their catalog or anything, but it was different. Did I enjoy it? No, not really. Can I appreciate what they were trying to do? And can I say that I think that they succeeded in what they were going for? Absolutely. Um, It's juvenile. It's dumb. um, There are certainly entertaining moments. I particularly enjoyed the musical numbers. There were parts of it that totally grossed me out and made me want to barf. But, you know, I think that's what they were going for. Uh, And so, you know, I'm I'm not going to say that it was terrible because i think that they legitimately accomplished what they were trying to accomplish and so i commend them for that it's just not my it's just not my bag you know yeah.
0: i'm going to go out on a limb here and i'm going to say that maybe this is possibly the best movie they've ever made wow because it is so competently done uh, it's so funny. It's well acted and set aside the fact that the humor is super juvenile um, and that it's super gross visuals and things like that. The special effects are quite good for the most part uh, as fun. as far as practical effects go. You know, they work. They, there's loads of them in there. The movie pulls no punches in either direction. It's not... Mean-spirited, I think at all. Like you said, no. I think it's just meant to be funny, and I think it is funny. It's not everybody's brand of humor. It's not what. It's not even normally what I particularly like. I just think this combination kind of works for me. I'm not always in the mood to see something like this, but uh, when I am, this movie really kind of really delivers the goods on all counts and manages to not be boring at all. I I, I wasn't wa- this time around. I really wasn't checking my watch. I really wasn't trying to see how long it lasted because I truly enjoyed almost every minute of this movie. I can't say I enjoyed it, <laughs> like that, not gleefully enjoying it, but I could say that it kept my interest. Is, is that a better way of putting it? It kept my interest yeah. for. Sure, uh, fair enough. Yeah, every bit of runtime. It feels like they're half a million, um, they milked it for what it was worth. Sadly, I don't think it made very much um, maybe it made a lot more on DVD re-release but in the theaters it only made like 22 grand or something like that
1: I read a funny story about how some guy went to a video store and and bought what he thought was going to be a DVD uh, laser cleaner and for some reason whatever reason this movie was what he got and he <laughs> thought that it was so profane that he threatened to sue Um, but uh, apparently it was like just a mix up. I, you know, the, the DVD cleaner was, you know, packaged and, and somehow it just, (laughs) this movie (laughs) got in there. And so nothing came of it. But like, this guy was just incensed. Like he thought that it was like triple X
0: horrible <laughs> can you imagine this guy who was so incensed what he actually sat through it for an hour you're right and right 40 minutes oh my god this is horrible i've got to watch more <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy wouldn't have gotten past the first five minutes if he thought it was really that terrible sounds like he's trying to get some money <laughs> yeah well craig i'm i'm glad to finally introduce you to trauma films no oh, thank uh, you <laughs> <laughs> what a movie to do it on. They're most extreme, I think really They're most extreme no it's it's pretty representative of their ouvoir as a whole
1: well and and to to be fair and to be honest, I'm glad that I know now. you know, I've known about them. For a long time But I've never seen Any of their movies And now I've seen one And honestly If this is really Representative And maybe You know One of the best Representations Of uh, What they do At least now I know I like to learn
0: things (laughs) (laughs) You are a lifelong learner A student of film (laughs) Welcome to Poultry Guys Night of the Chicken (laughs) Dead All right. Well, it has been a lot of fun talking about it. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. You can find us everywhere fine podcasts are sold or given away for free. And um, you can also find us on Facebook, where we have a page. You can like us there. Let us know what you think of Troma, Poultry Guys. What is your favorite Troma movie? I'd actually be really interested to hear that from our, our listeners. You can also go to our website, twoguys.redfortynet.com, where we have a huge back catalog of. Of 139 episodes.
1: Holy crap.
0: Yeah. We're really, we're packing them in. So we got 139 more plus in the future, hopefully. And uh, if you have any requests of movies you'd like us to do for one of those, please send us a message until next time. I'm Todd and I'm Craig with two guys and a chainsaw.